0: Welcome to the B Side Boys Podcast, an Iowa Rugby Podcast. I'm Mister Gray, and I'm Philly V, and we are in the Wombat Den Studio in Clive, Iowa.
1: In Clive, Iowa. Wow, that's the first time you've ever said that.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. I thought I'd mix it up a little bit, Some people knew like we didn't just like play a recording every time. We, we do it we, fresh every we do, week.
1: We do it fresh every time.
0: You know who else does it fresh every time? Rotor Epoxy. Yeah, this podcast is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. And they keep it fresh every time. I just made that up. <laughs> the that's, por- <laughs> that's the new tagline. <laughs> they
1: keep it fresh every time. Oh. Uh- what would be fresh about epoxy besides, I guess,
0: freshening up your floors, making them look nice? Yeah, like, it's got that clean, fresh look. So, again, yeah. epoxy, it is that coating that you put on a concrete floor. It makes yeah. it look nice. It makes it look clean. It makes it easy to clean up. It just really improves the look of a room, a workspace, a garage, a, a bar. bar, a man I cave. I look how you say it, a bar, every a time. Bar.
1: that one fucking post I had about a bar. <laughs> yeah. I love it.
0: Oh, I love it, too. And, uh, yeah. I just... I want to get it done so badly. Ooh. And I look,
1: I, every time we talk about this, too, I wish we had a video of this so people could see, but we always no. look to your garage floor every time we talk about rotor epoxy. Because
0: my floor <laughs> looks like shit, and I know if we put epoxy on it, it would look amazing. Well, dude,
1: so does mine, though, like in my basement, and in my garage, and it's like, I should fucking do it, too.
0: I know. And so maybe, you know, Christmas is coming up. I might put yeah. it on my list to Santa Claus. Ooh,
1: that's a good idea. And then...
0: Santa Claus will hire out because the elves aren't going to do it. They're going to hire out to Rotor Epoxy. There's no way they
1: could do as good of a job.
0: No, not at all. Even Santa Claus knows that his elves suck compared to Rotor Epoxy.
1: It's November. It's November. We shouldn't be talking about Christmas already. (laughs) All
0: I want for Christmas is Epoxy Floors. Floors. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What a gift that would be. I know, right? And you know what? Yeah. No, it would be. And you know what the second best gift would be? hearing from Ant Frye the head coach of Iowa State.
1: Ah, yeah, I would love that right now.
0: Me too. All right, and now we are to the interview portion of the show. We have with us first out of what? 7 12 interviews tonight. <laughs> uh we have Ant Frye the head coach of Iowa State men's rugby. Ant, how you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing good. How are you in Philly doing, Mr. Gray?
0: You know, I'm doing well. <laughs> I,
2: I'm doing all right. I'm actually not as beat up as I thought I'd be. <laughs> You know what? All right is probably the best Phil's ever felt when we've done one of these. So, yeah, know. <laughs> progress.
0: Well, hey, you know what's funny is it is Tuesday night. We were going to do it Sunday night, and uh, Phil was not doing well Sunday.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> I, oh, that was one of the worst ones I've had in a while.
0: Little behind the scenes, I call Phil at 9 a.m. on Sunday to be like, hey, man, what are your thoughts on the show? And he didn't answer. So then I called him again at 6 p.m. And then we decided let's push it to Tuesday.
2: <laughs> Thirty hitting you pretty hard there, Philly. Yeah, apparently, Jesus.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's only age, nothing else, not <laughs> anything self inflicted.
1: <Not>
0: <laughs> oh, but enough joking around. Let's get to some serious stuff here. Getting real serious. Uh, Iowa State had a really great weekend. You guys defeated Nebraska forty-one to zero, and by the looks of it you had a lot of players break through, get their first a time uh, varsity minutes and, or not varsity sorry, just a side minutes. And then also a bunch of guys uh, break into the top 23 for the first time as well. Uh, Was that intentional to give some guys a little bit of a break before the playoffs come up and just kind of bleed in some new guys, develop some new guys.
2: Yeah, no, we did it intentionally. I mean, the our B side has been killing it. I mean, they've given up a total of seven points across all their games, uh, in conference play. So, you know, they they've been playing really well. We we had the North sewn up already, so it was kind of a really good opportunity to see, you know, are are they ready for, you know, the next stage going from B to A, there's, you know, quite the speed gap between the two levels. So it was really good to be able to get those guys, you know, opportunities in an A game and show that, you know, they really are that talented and, mm. you know, they, they've earned it.
0: Yeah. The last time we talked to you, we, we talked about, you know, getting those guys that are on the B side, the guys that are, you know, grinding every day, but making sure they feel like they're a part of a program. Could you see it on like their faces or just kind of the reaction of like, they made it, you know, you, they bought into this, they saw some A side minutes and they're like damn, I can, I'm here, you know, and they can start to think for next year for those guys who are on that B side, kind of start picturing themselves. Like I'm going to be an A-sider in the next season after this playoff run.
2: Yeah, no, it it was really good for that. You know, we tell them all the time, you know, the A results are a byproduct of our practices and, you know, being able to have really tough practices because we have a really good second side to go up against multiple times a week. And, you know, when, when you're not getting that A-side call up, that kind of sounds like lip service and, Mm -hmm. Hey, we, we just hope you stay around type thing, but for them to then be able to, you know, play another A-side and do those things. It's like, Oh yeah, no, this, we really are, you know, all, all that stuff is true, Mm -hmm. you know, so it was really good for them and, you know, just the excitement. You know, Calvin Ketteridge, I'll give him a shout out. He's a freshman. He's been playing since he was in kindergarten oh, wow. from Washington State and kind of buried in, you know, the 9-10 depth chart just because you, you don't really switch those players around week to week, Yeah, really. Um, so him being able to get that first A-side start at Scrum Half was really big for him and, you know, his confidence going forward because, you know, we're, we're trying to make a deep postseason run. So you you got to have that depth, especially at key positions.
0: Right. And also, too, they didn't just like squeak by a win like you would think, you know, oh, OK, some second side guys against an A-side mm-hmm. team. You know, we just want to get some experience. You won 41 to 0, which is still better than most teams uh, against Nebraska. Yeah. You know, I would almost say that B-side of yours could compete for second or third place in the heart of America as well. I mean, Easily. No, no offense to those other clubs. It's just the strength and depth that you have where if a guy does go down you know the next man is going to be ready did your b-side win or did you guys like have a b-side conference championship as well or do you guys keep track of the standings for that
2: so there's gonna be some crossover games at the heart of america championships in des moines on saturday so we're, we're still not sure who our b-side will play but it'll most likely be uh ku which will be a b-side they haven't seen yet from the south mm. and the rest of the clubs with the b-side we we've already seen them so it'll be a good look for them to kind of play every b-side in the conference
0: for bragging rights that's really cool that's cool they can work towards something
2: wait what's the date for that again so, it'll be November 12th and 13th at the Des Moines Rugby Club. Breaking news here. Just breaking it on the B-Side Boys <laughs> podcast. I'm definitely going to
0: go watch that. Phil, I think, too, if you're certified to be a referee, you could also AR.
1: But I'm not certified to be a referee.
0: Well, <laughs> so. then you don't get the front row seats. <laughs> so, speaking of the conference play, you know, you you sewed up the championship of the north side. So, you're going to have some crossover with the south what does that look like for the A-side, now that you mentioned it, uh, that championship weekend in Des Moines? How, who will you face? What's the format? How is it going to go? So how it will
2: work is basically the conference will be split into an upper half and a lower half. So the top two teams from each side will move into the unofficial Sweet 16. So... The North one will play South two and vice versa. Mm -hmm. The winners of those games are in the ACR round of eight in the spring. Nice. So playing on Saturday, you're playing to get into the playoffs. And then Sunday, the teams that have the same results. So the two winners of the upper bracket will play for the conference championship. The losers will play for third. The winners of the lower part of the bracket will play for fifth. And the losers on the lower half will play for seventh place.
0: That's cool, too. Everyone's still, you know, you can really see where people match up. And then you can also decide, like, who's deeper, the north or the south. It's kind of cool to see um, at the end of the year kind of where people match up and kind of a measuring stick across the conference. And then when people do non-conference play, too, um, you can really kind of really get an idea of who's actually good, who's kind of been faking it the whole way. Um, Do you guys know who you'll draw for that first matchup?
2: So... Because we played Iowa and we'll call it week zero, every team but us in Iowa has a match mm-hmm. this weekend that goes towards it. It will most likely be Arkansas unless there's a five-table point shutout in their game against KU, which I then th- it'll
0: be KU. I don't think that'll happen. KU's a really good club.
2: Yeah, they're very, very well coached, very deep. I mean, they're they're very similar to us in the depth regard, and they look like they've really started coming on in the last couple of weeks. Nice. Because
0: mm-hmm. they had a really successful season last year, too, yeah. competing uh, at nationals. Didn't they compete for a D-1AA national title?
2: Yeah, they were actually the runners-up yep. and had an opportunity to win it in the last seconds of that match. Granted, they, they graduated Chandler Owens, who was their fly half, who was an incredible talent, but... They've really reloaded this year, and they started off a little slow, but they have picked up uh, the last couple weeks.
0: Now, do they – I'm not sure how much you know about this, but do they benefit from just the boom of youth rugby in St. Louis and Kansas City? Because I just feel like that area right now is doing maybe one of the best jobs in the country at developing youth talent besides Iowa High School association of course rugby yeah. i would use yeah, and rugby I mean, the
2: difference is just 15s and 7s right really nice. there but they they're fortunate enough they have saint thomas aquinas who's one of if not the best single school team in the country and then the kansas city junior blues who yeah. are one of the better club high school teams in their backyard and they they pull quite a bit of talent from that pool of players yeah that's
0: yeah that's kind of what i figured they would benefit from that and just yeah, there's just so much. Kansas City, St. Louis, they're just doing such a good job. Um, but it is cool to see that, like, your conference benefits from it. And then, you know, yeah, that's a club who competed for a national title. There's no reason Iowa State can't be there as well. You guys take care of business on the 12th in Des Moines, which Phil and I, we, we got our eyes on that. Going to be there, going to be rooting you guys on. That's cool, too. Like, do you think you'll have some home field advantage there? Are the boys excited about that?
2: I'm hoping so. I'm hoping we do. I mean, it. so the way the Heart of America works is the 7s and 15s championships rotate um, each year. So last year, 15s was in the south and 7s was in the north. This Mm. year it'll be flipped, and then you can almost bid on hosting it. So, like, we're eating the cost of the facilities and athletic training and stuff like that. So there's not that financial benefit, mm-hmm. but, you know, being able to sleep in their own beds is going to be an advantage oh, yeah. for the guys. But I mean, they still got to play 80 two days in a row. Yeah.
0: And again, that's where that depth comes in. Mm-hmm. Using that full 28 person roster, you're really going to see like who has the best depth, who has the best, uh, like who's the most healthy going into this weekend or the 12th. And then who also has the best depth. Along with a great game plan and then executing, because a lot of factors you need a, you need every single piece and every little <laughs> advantage you can get, you know, uh, just to your benefit. So, I don't know. You have next weekend off. What are you going to do? Have like alumni weekend or something?
2: Yeah. So what? No way! Have... I just guessed. Oh, God, you're so smart, Mister Gray. <laughs> Nobody better. <laughs> but so what we we've done this year is four years ago or so when we had our 50th anniversary we had a great turnout for the alumni weekend um and we had kind of just tried to repeat that model you know three years in a row and participation had declined a little bit um and with the program going where it is getting those alumni active and feeling like they're getting you know meaningful returns on their investment in the club was something that we really looked at so we've actually revamped our alumni weekend. So we'll play the alumni game Saturday at 11 a.m. at the SWAC. And then that evening, um, the alumni have actually rented out a venue to do a banquet and do the first year of the Hall of Fame while also launching our new 501 c foundation for the men's rugby club at Iowa State.
3: That's awesome. Wow.
0: That's, That's amazing. Parlaying all that together, getting the people back. Also, another the thing that really helps alumni to come back is having a really successful program, and the fact that you guys are rolling through conference play, you're getting ready for a playoff push. Now you have the the nonprofit status as well, so people know that their money is going to something, and they can get a little something in return. I mean, the Hall of Fame, I, you you got some great things going on to really, you know, strengthen the foundation of the club. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, on the field play helps that, but then all this stuff helps kids get to that school and uh it helps on the field play too so nice job man
2: give you a little i can't take too much credit for it i mean guys like evan sunday brad lewis jeff Harstead. i mean the list goes on and on we we've had a lot of alumni really step up in the last six months to get this going and i'm hoping it's something that can make our program more sustainable going forward i mean you get you guys played college club rugby you know how it goes it usually flows with you know player leadership and stuff like that mm-hmm. we're, we're hoping we can remove the money element of it going forward which then can make life easier on the next generation mm-hmm.
1: definitely no, that makes a lot of sense do you guys didn't you guys usually do it in the summer though like alumni weekend is this just a recent thing where you guys are doing it more
2: in season or so we used to do it in november oh. and then people complained about the cold. So we moved it to Labor Day weekend. But with COVID happening after we moved it to the, I mean, you guys know the wedding game of that Labor Day weekend got real busy. And then people start having kids and it's like, I can't take a whole day away from my kids, you know? So doing it this way, it gives you that five hour gap in between. So the younger alumni can, you know, party with the current team. The Older alumni can go see their kids, drop them off at grandma and grandpa's for the (laughs) night. It just makes life so much easier for everyone. And doing it in the Des Moines metro, where a lot of the alumni live, you know, takes that financial burden of getting a hotel room out of the equation.
0: That's awesome, man. And saying, too, like having it in the Des Moines metro area, are there a lot of Iowa State alumni that are still in central Iowa?
2: Yeah, and that was another reason why we had to move it off Labor Day weekend is, you've got a bunch of alumni playing for Des Moines and other clubs around the Midwest. I mean, that's usually the kickoff of men's clubs. So Mm -hmm. all those guys were unavailable. So you're, you're not really giving them an opportunity to come back. So now with club season over, all those guys' schedules are open. So they're able to come participate and support the club.
0: That's awesome. And so, yeah, if those guys are in the area, I mean, if any of them aren't playing club rugby and they want to, can, can I give you some uh, West Des Moines Wombats business cards, and you can just pass those out. And you know, we have a big a big contingent of Iowa State guys on the Wombats, and so we're always looking to uh, pull some successful guys who've come from a program that's similar to ours. You know, uh, just throwing that out there, you know, just I,
2: I'm sure you know. Lucas Pally will be politicking on Saturday,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Detar and Chris Tarbox, Isaac Gibbons, I mean, the list goes on and on, yeah. Juju, Juju, Julian yeah. Hall. So-
2: those guys can be quite convincing. So I, I'm sure they'll be doing some politicking later in
0: the evening. They're not going to like aggressively badger people, but they just have a way with words that you're like, Hey, I'll, you know, what? I'll show up. I'll, I'll stick around for this. So, you know, we'll see. If we get one, it's a success. So if exactly. you, I, I just need one name drop, you know, we'll see what happens.
2: <laughs> we'll, we'll see what we can do. We'll, yeah.
0: we'll... How about this? Aunt? I got an idea.
2: Yeah, let's hear it.
0: For every Iowa State person that comes to the Wombats um, in the next year, you will receive that many phone calls per episode.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a hell of a deal. So what's the benefit to me then, Mister Gray?
0: Self promotion,
2: (laughs) exposure, (laughs) exposure, man, PR, baby. It's a pay raise for me. It's a pay raise for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh well, hey, thank you for your time, man. I know you got to get going. You're a very busy man, and you're doing great stuff. So keep it up. We're gonna see you on November twelfth. Cheering on the Cyclones. Go win that conference tournament. Make Central Iowa proud. Actually, all of Iowa, because actually your clubs across the country i mean uh people are watching from all over so good luck man and uh we'll be hearing from you soon
2: i appreciate it guys hopefully we got a strong showing from the iowa rugby community i mean we've got a lot of alums spread out across a lot of clubs in iowa it'd be great to fill the point and really you know support this generation of iowa state guys because they're going to be the next generation of a lot of clubs in iowa
0: hundred percent you already you are already seeing it now with the clubs that are going on so 100 um, percent agree man. so we'll be there and good luck brother.
2: Awesome thanks guys. I appreciate it. love you. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
1: All right, and that was Iowa State head coach Ant Fry. What a guy. I love hearing from him.
0: I know. Okay, what's funny is we said at the beginning... Uh, we did the intro and I said it in Clive to be like, this is to prove that we don't record or we just use the same recording every time. If you go back and listen, I'm sorry, I love you, Phil. <laughs> Your go-to thing after an interview is, what a guy. I love him. But <laughs> yeah, those, those are usually the two. <laughs>
1: yeah. What a guy.
0: What oh, a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I was going to say, I'm like, that sounded pre-recorded. <laughs> Uh, but I love it he is a good guy he is a good dude I I mean that's the thing I just we have love for you and I we love you and I Mm -hmm. but I I, we're biased towards you and I I'll admit it but I love what he's doing Mm -hmm. and I would say and the proof is in the pudding yeah and the pudding is they're gonna win the conference
1: yeah I really hope so and it's gonna be really fun to go and watch that game too like I love going to watch matches I mean I like playing in them more but It's really fun to go watch a match.
0: Hi, welcome to the Rugby Podcast. Breaking news, I like watching rugby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, now that you say it that way.
0: (laughs) Guys, I have something to admit. (laughs) I love this sport. (laughs) You know who else loves this sport? Who? Freshman from the University of Iowa State women's team, Ivy Lawson.
1: Excellent transition, Mr. Gray. Should we hear from her? We probably should.
0: Yeah, I know her because I was her coach in high school. No way. Here we go. All right, and now we're moving over to the Iowa State Women's Club. We have Ivy Lawson with us. Ivy, how you doing?
4: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. How you feeling after this uh, big match you had last weekend?
4: <laughs> I feel great. I think I think the whole team feels great about it.
0: Yeah, for people who don't know, uh, Iowa State played Wisconsin, and you guys defeated them seventy six to seven. Pretty uh yep. pretty awesome score line there. And I was talking to your coach Kelsey. She it's funny. After every single match, like I'll reach out to Kelsey and just be like, How did it go? And then she'll tell me how it went. And then I'll ask about like you and Haley and just yeah. you know how how some of my former players are doing, you know, whatever. And she told me you had like six assists this weekend and just yeah. were crushing it. What what happened in that game? What was going on?
4: Uh, Honestly, I mean, I got moved to inside center for the first time um, this season. And honestly, me and Taylor, Taylor Lumens, she uh, was inside center, but she got moved outside. Um, and we just work really well together. I made my goal at the beginning of the game um, to set her up because she's a very strong runner. Um, and so that was my goal. Um, let her score. So that's, <laughs> that's what happened. I guess.
1: So how many assists were to her then?
4: Oh, all of
0: them? <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. if it ain't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, like, I really. mean, no, hey, exactly. this works. And, uh, and that's the thing, too. I know Jeremy and I, we always talked about, like, when you were a sevens player at Roosevelt, how great you were as, like, a tackler, but then also that decision-making of, like, you run really hard and throw a really mean stiff arm, and then people kind of <laughs> are worried about tackling you, that they forget yeah. to match up on the people right next to you, and then <laughs> you know how to offload it, and... Yeah, it looks like that's carrying over into the college game. What would you say the biggest adjustments been from going from high school sevens to college 15s? I mean, you're a freshman. What's that been like?
4: Oh, my gosh. Honestly, I wasn't sure what to expect, right? Um, I found out that sevens is a lot different than 15s. <laughs> yeah. I walked in and I was very confused. But honestly, um, the team is um, – some of the best people I've ever met. Um, they are all so sweet and have taught me everything I know about 15s. And so honestly, like I can account all my success so far to all of them. Um, yeah. You know.
0: Oh yeah. I got really scared that I thought you're gonna say everything you know about rugby it was thanks to them. <laughs> I was gonna be really hurt.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, get, I saw it in your face
0: when
1: you say that.
3: Coach Gray taught me nothing. No. Of
0: course
1: not.
0: <laughs> Well, it is true though. Like teaching sevens and coaching sevens, like I'm not a good sevens player. And then coaching, it's like, ah, get the ball to the fast girls. Go. <laughs> like,
4: <laughs> well, you did a great job. <laughs> really.
0: Oh shoot. Um, did you watch the uh, high school girls state tournament at all this past weekend or did you see? I
4: haven't been able to see. I've talked to, um, a lot of the girls from <laughs> Roosevelt team. I still talk to them all the time. Um, so they, they filled me in on how it went, but I didn't
0: get to watch any of it. Yeah, no, it, it was crazy, though, that they, they got the new jerseys. They have a really young team, and, yeah. yeah, they snuck into the playoffs, which was pretty cool because it was kind of a crazy finish to the season. So that was cool to see, but, yeah, yeah. hope hopefully we'll see them, you know, keep recruiting and keep getting better. And I think they have a couple, uh, Ella and Olivia. Yeah. Um, are they going to Iowa State, do you know? i know
4: olivia is and so i'm pushing uh, for her to come play with us um, i'm pretty sure she's not sure but i'm i mean i'm recruiting her all the way
0: cool. i mean i feel like that's where Haley was at too like when she went to Iowa state yeah. i remember talking to her and she was just like yeah i don't know i'm probably not gonna do it like it's all good yeah. and and then kelsey was like no she's going to play <laughs> yeah
4: yeah I mean it's just so good for you like you come in and everyone's so nice like you just have a built-in group of friends like at the very beginning like it makes it such like way easier transition I think
0: oh yeah like all those college freshmen who are just kind of lost and like I I don't know where I belong and no I feel like too like very cliche me and Jeremy would always tell you girls like join rugby in college like it's the best group of people and you'll know them forever and it makes me happy to hear that. Like, we weren't lying to you.
1: No, definitely not. Well, see, just from like talking to a couple of the other Iowa State girls, it just sounds like you guys just have like a really good uh, how would you say it?
0: Vibe. Well, vibe. Yeah, vibe
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. God, I don't know what word I was thinking of, but I've totally spaced on it now.
0: Phil, <laughs> I gave you two days to recover your brain. Like, why is your brain so mush?
1: I, it'll come to me in about five minutes, probably.
0: <laughs> oh man, so. You got the big win uh, over Wisconsin. Uh, Iowa State finishes second in the conference behind you and I. You and I is automatically in the Elite 8 in St. Louis and for Iowa State to make the Elite 8, it sounds like you qualified for the at large bid and then Iowa State will play the number 3 team in the Big 10, which could be Michigan State, Notre Dame or the University of Iowa. So Iowa and Notre Dame play each other, and I think the loser of that game more than likely is going to be the number three team. Uh, um, are you hoping that it's Iowa because it'd be an in-state team, or have you girls I mean, even talked about it or thought about it?
4: Honestly, I mean, I think we're excited for anything. Uh, Iowa would be fun because, you know, Katie's, Katie Brandt is on that team, yep.
0: so
4: <laughs> I haven't been able to see her, so that would be super fun. Um, but honestly, we're just training hard for anybody, honestly, at this point. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter how or who. It's just, Hey, we're here and we're happy to be here. And so has practice changed at all with playoffs coming up or um, has it become more intense or what, what's that look like for you?
4: Um, I think, yeah, 100%. Like um, we're trying to get a little bit more serious. Of course, we're a fun team. We always have fun at practice, (laughs) but um, making sure we're just going 110% on and off the practice field. Like, making sure everyone's getting out and getting their workouts in. Like we are working so hard.
0: That's awesome. I was going to say, it's obvious you girls have fun because Um, we see the videos. (laughs) Yeah. The videos that Kelsey (laughs) posts are like, I mean, it'd be hard to take it serious when you have someone dressed as like uh, Dr. Phil and Steve Harvey (laughs) at practice. Like I saw him with the bald caps on, like how can you take it serious when people are all dressed up? But I guess that's one day of the year. Was that the most fun practice you've ever been to?
4: Oh, it was so fun! I I don't think I've laughed so hard
0: for a while.
4: (laughs) Oh my gosh! Yeah, Kelsey, Coach Kelsey's costume was crazy too. We had a little boy scout. It was ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: That's something Kelsey has always been great at is just making players feel welcome and making sure they have fun while also getting better. Because it'd be one thing if it's like, "Hey, we're having fun, but we're not very good." It's like, "No, you're having fun and you're getting better, and you're getting and you're good." So that's awesome yeah and I've noticed too she's thrown you everywhere this year it seems like you've you've come (laughs) off the bench you've played wing you've been in center out center um I'm sure you could play anywhere in the pack as well what's been your favorite position so far in 15s oh
4: that's so hard I mean I came in and she put me at a flank at first and I loved that Mm -hmm. I don't (laughs) that was really fun um I got to run pretty hard um uh, or this past weekend, I think was probably my best game so far. I felt like everything just clicked at inside, um, and so for the team, like as us working together, I think that's definitely where I belong. But um I don't know, I'm down to go wherever.
0: Yeah. And I think too, you have the skill set for wherever. I know Jeremy was always like, "Oh man, Ivy, she's gonna be an awesome flank or an eight man. Yeah. Like she's gonna kill people because your tackling's <laughs> awesome." But then you put you in the back line and. You still can cut people in half. So that's cool too, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Um, Yeah. So I guess last kind of questions here. Um, Why should people, you know, the the Iowa high school championship ended. Why should girls be looking at Iowa state? Why should they come to Iowa state, make your pitch to any high school senior or junior right now? Why should they join (laughs) your club?
4: Oh my, um, I would just say we are a bunch of girls that just love each other, like, through everything. Um, you're finding your best friends, and it's so fun. If you love the game, you'll love being here. Um, our coaches are great, um, some of the sweetest people. And honestly, I mean, we're just trying to keep it going. We are, we're super fun, but we like to play hard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're here to win as well. We're a very competitive team while keeping it fun, so
0: yeah that's awesome yeah That's important best best of both worlds there so um thank you for joining us tonight ivy and good luck the rest of the way we're gonna be keeping an eye on it we really hope to see you and i iowa and iowa state all in the elite eight in st louis i think that'd be a lot of fun so yeah we'll we'll be keeping in touch and keeping track of how your girls are doing so good luck
4: (laughs) thank you so much
0: yeah have a good one
4: yeah you too
1: all right, and that was Ivy Lawson. Always great to hear from ro- former Roosevelt players, prodigies of Mr. Ryan Gray
0: and Coach Jeremy Newman, and Coach Jeremy Newman, oh,
1: shit. and Coach <laughs> Emily
0: Dearden. Come on, like ah, I know. I mean, Phil, come on. I I know I love to talk about myself, but you know I couldn't do it alone.
1: Oh, I know. <laughs> I've heard a lot of good things about both of them, quite a bit from your former players. So,
0: yeah, they talk about them more than me. But... They do
1: actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't.
0: No, it doesn't bother me. It's a bit we're doing.
1: I don't know that that part though. <laughs> that part where she was talking about how they taught they taught me everything I knew about fifteens. So I'm really glad she kind of caught that because I could feel that pain. You know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was balling up. Good save by Ivy. You know, she I coached her for three years, so she knows. You know how fragile I am. So, <laughs> uh, but you know who's not fragile? Who? Your son. Yeah, my boy Cooper. That's funny, too. The the whole program of, like, you and I's sponsorship, like, sponsor a player, never once did they go, like, I'm your dad or, like, I'm going to take care. (laughs) You took this on on your own. Like, this was like, (laughs) hey, sponsor a player, support them. It's cool. And you're like, you're my son.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely did that. But that one, I really lucked out with him, though,
0: because
1: he seemed like a good player for me to sponsor just the personality and he also plays hooker he plays hooker. weird coincidence
0: yeah and yeah you guys I feel like enjoy the same things so you guys had fun together at alumni weekend yeah. and and you guys are both pretty good at rugby mm,
1: I think he's probably already better than me
0: I didn't <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it Phil I don't know but he might be better looking too yeah well, he's got hair though <laughs> <laughs> just think if you had long blonde hair <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should go for as Halloween next year. Go oh, goes, with him.
1: Oh, go Cooper? Okay.
0: <laughs> all right, let's hear from Yo, him. Let's get him
1: on the phone. All right, and now with us here, we have Cooper Isaacson, my son from you and I, my sponsor child. Cooper, how are you doing today?
5: I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm just winding down. I uh, just
1: got done with practice. So, excited to talk to you guys. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, we've been trying to get you on here. I remember, like, what, back in... August, I think, was uh, yeah. when you were in town, and we just had a little. Yeah, it was in the yeah. yeah, it was late summertime. And it was a rough Sunday morning to make, so I
6: don't think <laughs> no, it
0: did not tomorrow. work out. <laughs> it makes it sense. Little, yeah. It makes sense that Phil strange. Phil sponsored you because uh, you know sometimes we have to move our interviews around because Phil gets a little <laughs> he gets headaches sometimes and <laughs> we have to move things around.
5: Oh man, I was driving home at five a.m. and I was like. Oh, this is the worst. I can't do a podcast. There's no way. <laughs> I was so red eyed. It was horrible. Oh, man. But, guys, uh, yep, this is
1: why. I you guys caught me in better health today. so. It's <laughs> good. It's good. Well, so you guys uh, you guys had a pretty big uh, weekend this past weekend, didn't you? You guys uh, ended up playing Whitewater for this first round of playoffs for the Great Midwest, right?
5: Yep. Yep. Uh, huge, huge relationship match there. Like, that's a, that's a team, that's a team that we've
1: known for, for a long, long time. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were like, and like we were just talking before the show too. Yeah. There's a lot of history there with you and I and whitewater. And when we were playing back in the day, they were always uh, the ones that were kind of giving it to us. And now it's kind of cool to see the table flipped around here and you guys putting the beat down on them. So you think uh, you can give us a little recap of how that match went for you guys. Yeah.
2: Um,
5: well, it, it it started out as we as we've had a habit of doing, where we were pretty slow, and we like to play a good fifteen minutes of defense before before we really get the ball rolling. But then then once we just we started playing that simple simple defense, uh, which like opened up a couple picks and a couple like really good sticks up the middle, and then we just played ball possession. We just we were able to keep the ball in hand just longer.
0: Yeah, and watching that highlight video, mm. um, I forget the name of the kid who puts that together for you guys watching you guys, I know it's, you know, 80 minutes condensed down to the three most exciting minutes, uh, in a video, but just the <laughs> yeah. offloads, the continuity, the way mm. that you guys support each other, um, the tackling yeah. on defense straight turnovers, and then just how you got a guy like Mikey being rude and giving a, a peace sign to a kid after he broke both of his ankles. Like it's so fun to watch the <laughs> brand of rugby that you guys play. Um, it just looks like you guys are having fun and that makes a really good yeah. rugby team
5: yeah i i always joke that like we have so many entertainers on the team like
1: <laughs> that makes sense
5: like they've got that globe trotters attitude that they really just want to like they just want to show off sometimes which like i love it but like there's a lot of discipline and like really our game is just kind of i don't like it's predatory in that way where we we just play it simple we see those crashes and then like you said like those bursts of excitement happen mm-hmm. but we're able to predict them more now it's it's more of a of a game plan than, it, than it
0: used to be nice so it's not like just spontaneous like hey i'm just gonna fuck it i'm gonna do whatever i want to do it's more like hey <laughs> yeah i'm yeah, in control throwing,
5: like sky hooks and then like bounce passes and yeah it's 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 definitely it's not a CG like that <laughs> Don't touch me. Throw the ball before I get touched. Blake. yeah, we've, we've settled. We've settled down. We've matured a little, throughout already in this season. But
0: yeah, that's awesome. Settle ball
5: game just opens those things
0: up. Yeah, and like we said, Whitewater. I mean, that's a team that goes back a decade to when Phil and I were there, and they were just a powerhouse. And so to see a scoreline 62 to 10 in you and I's favor, uh, it's awesome. And then that puts you into the Great Midwest Championship this weekend at Cottage Grove up in Wisconsin. You guys will take on Marquette what is the vibe what's the the feel um th- for the boys going into the week
5: yeah um well it's it's kind of a a theme right now that if you see uw in front of the name it's going to be a hard forward battle mm-hmm. um so we're gonna have we're gonna have a, a lot of forwards matchups that are going to be a little like a little more stressed like whitewater gave us a show like all respect to their forwards miles runs like a tight ship those guys just they play a hammer like they play a hammer offense and it hurts like it, it's easy to say that you can counter it but countering it like four or five phases at a time it's it's, it's just brutal right. so we're gonna we're gonna come in we're gonna hopefully conditioning is gonna be on our side and we're just gonna try to play that head-on battle with them
0: outlast them a little bit and then those gaps will open up for the excitement play
1: defense for 15 minutes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's all about tiring them out.
1: Just to
5: to test it out, just to see if we're on that day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And Phil and I, we like to, we like to speculate. We like to, we always like to look at things on paper and think we know, but you know, there's a reason we play the games to see what actually happens. But you know, for us, we look at, you know, you guys beat whitewater by 52, Loyola only beat them by, uh, quick math, 16, 43-27. And then they only beat Loyola 36-0. You beat them 53-10. That's a 43-point win compared to 36. So on paper, obviously, no idea what their rosters looked like. No idea. Because you guys played Loyola week one. Um, You know, who knows what's going on. But... I mean, you guys should be favored going into this. I believe. I mean, you're ranked higher in golf, rugby, but also too, like you said, you got to show up. You got to play. That do you guys think about that at all? About um, looking at the scores, or is it just you know it's going to be a fist fight and you just got to be ready to go?
5: Well, you're luckily you're talking to the uh, the pessimist on the team. (laughs)
6: So
5: we like to we like to read that that story. We look more at that goose egg. Mm-hmm. like where did that zero come from that's kind of where we're that's where we're concerned mm-hmm. we're not we're like we're not thinking about oh they only got them thirty eight zero. it's that zero what like where what do they have that's making that zero so we try to read into that narrative because we really like we treat it we're cautious mm-hmm. like the week of practice beforehand is all preparation for the best team in the world like that is we expect them to bring the house and we're going to try to we're going to try to withstand it like Nick and I always talk about like we treat every single game like it's like it's the the week after we just got hosed. Mm -hmm. Like we still we like try to remember those feelings. So like Marquette, I think their story is they've got a really solid defense. I think they play an extremely solid game, and maybe their offense doesn't flow and move like ours because we play fast. Like we are a fast Midwestern team. But I think I think that we're gonna see a good defensive matchup that we haven't seen yet, Mm and I want to see what we can do.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, you were saying before we started recording, too, that that 10 points you gave up to Whitewater, you know, you don't really care about the 62 oh. you put up. You're mad that you yeah, even gave the, up the 10. You wanted the good. goose egg. You're jealous of that line that uh, Marquette had, 36-0, it, because it, of the zero. Talk about that.
5: 10 points, like, when you look at it on paper, because, like, I like you guys, like, you can look at it on paper and it tells it tells the story, it tells a narrative. In that ten, like when did it happen? Was it at the beginning? Was it at the end? Like where did that ten points happen? Is is it's up in the air? Like what, was there a weakness? Like did we get exposed? Like what happened? But a zero, like a zero, is a message. Mm-hmm. That's that's it's a big pride thing, and I'm I've always been a defense guy. I was never a hands-on ball player, like up until now. Like I've always like that's been just like my pride and joy. Like I love I love a good defensive strike. Oh yeah, and. I, like, a goose egg just is definitive. It just tells you, like, they could not. And it, it's, like, even getting, like, even a ball in the air, if someone kicks it on us, I get offended.
6: <laughs> There's
5: my feeling to see that zero change. But, like, it's, and it's not, it's not like we don't expect to score. Like, we always know we're going to rebound from that. Like, it's, it's who we are. Like, we're going to take those hits. But it's just. I don't know. There's an energy. There's an energy that you put off when you
6: when you get to hang that up. Yeah,
0: that's a good mindset. I mean, it's like for 80 minutes they threw everything they could at us and nothing worked. Mm-hmm. No matter no matter what, like yeah. you said, yeah,
5: yeah. And like, no disrespect to those teams, like, it's just like that is like that is just the that is the dream. Like that's what everybody hopes for. Like it's just, I don't know. it's maybe maybe that's just old of me. <laughs> maybe that's just big deal that I was like oh I want to see a good defensive boots on the ground effort but yeah that's just kind of what I want to see out of my boys
1: nah, yeah I feel like everybody loves a defensive shutout like I love seeing like I love it when we put you know a good amount of points up and you know allow nothing on the board that's a good yeah. good feeling and those are and those like
5: when you see that like you've got some healthy players out there like those guys that are willing to get low like they're going to take those hits and they're going to run through like They're making healthy habits, and they're just showing that they're willing to, like, be that athlete. Like, they're making the athletic moves when they don't, like, when there's no glory. Like, we're not looking for highlight hits. Like, that's not not how you hang those up. Mm -hmm. You need to just play, boost on the ground, like, pin your ears back, just go.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I hate playing defense. It's my <laughs> least favorite part of the game <laughs> because always yeah, the, yeah. The, the big guys always run at me and it's like, ah, oh, this sucks. And if they're fast, I can't catch them. Like, oh, I, I hate it.
2: <laughs> so
0: yeah, I always stand yeah. next to our eight man and our flankers. So they tackle for me.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I see. And I like, I like defense in 15s way more than I like it in sevens, but yeah. <laughs> 15s, just, it's just like, I know where they are they're right
6: there in front of me in 15 hmm. that's... oh yeah and
5: in, in seven they'll look away and then they'll be like 20 meters to my right. yeah right.
1: that's
5: not
0: that's
6: not great yeah
5: that's
0: sevens a, yeah. sevens is for the birds you know <laughs> <laughs> who needs it yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. man and so yeah i was gonna say too you know i just getting the vibe from talking to you you're probably not gonna like this line of questioning because you're a, you seem like a very team-oriented like who cares about individual accolades um, but it looks ready? like yeah. you are having a very good season because, you know, we're, we're big time subscribers to goth rugby report. And, you know, your name's been mentioned a few times. And I think I even reached out to you once after he had that huge write up on you. That was, I think eight words. like <laughs> you, you were the player of the uh, week. I forget who you played. You it was think? just like Cooper made tackles and ran hard. <laughs>
5: May they write that on my gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even put names or dates. Just they'll know. They'll know. They'll know.
6: Game breaker, game
0: breaker of G2. <laughs> oh yeah. But oh, yeah. no, it, it I, definitely looks like you've you've taken a step and like individually and it helps the team. Yeah. What would you say has made the biggest difference from last year to this year to help you grow as a player individually?
5: Well, um, I will say uh seven season uh really was kind of where i started figuring out that i could play again because i like i was like that's where i started my career i did four years of high school sevens rugby like that's where i was comfortable and then i just i never i never really felt like i had my grips in 15 like I, I, we had great success last year like i i love those boys we did great i felt like I had some adequate effort, but I just never felt like I was really sinking it in. And then sevens rolled around again, and we were going down to New Orleans, and I started to get more confident. Uh, and that's really just what it's done. Like, I had a whole summer of men's journeys that I saw you guys at. Um, and then I, like, rolled back into the season, and I just felt like – I really felt like I, I knew what was going on. I could see it. And I just feel more confident in my voice. and I really, like I, – I know how to trust. I know how to trust the process.
1: Well, that's awesome, yeah, and it's it's really cool to see you keep growing as a player. And you know, speaking of your boys, is there anybody that you really feel like over the past, like, or at least your guys' last past match against Whitewater that like really stood out, really balled out like more than usual?
6: Well, when,
5: I mean, I, I could talk about my captain Garrett all day long, but uh, <laughs> I'll spread the love a little bit. Um, uh, Mark Bell. I wanted to talk about him because he stepped up uh, and played. He started prop for us, uh, so he's a rookie freshman. He's a thick kid, and he uh, he really he he showed up and he he fa- he fought against some big boys against Whitewater. Uh, so yeah, Mark Bell. Uh, we call him Cheese. Uh, he 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 really he showed up and he balled, and I I saw him do some of the stuff that's not not fun. Some of those rocks that you have to support, where you're just your your nose and butts, and you're just it sucks. <laughs> but I saw I saw him show up, and I saw him do it. So I was uh, yeah. So if I find shout out one guy it's our rookie, Mark Bell. That's my that's my forward of the week, I
1: guess. Hell oh, yeah! You guys call him Cheese?
5: Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a line. The, so it's Mark Bell, baby Bell, baby Bell Cheese, Cheese, cut it. That's where it stops. The rugby nickname that comes from nothing. It it was. It was us just rambling at a at a board meeting one time, just coming <laughs> up with nicknames, and it stuck. And we all liked it. We like cheese, and the cheese touch. can cheese whiz. That's when he's he's mouthing off, and <laughs> we got it, it. It just works. It works. It, it's I liked it. Fun. That's, that's my thing. Yeah, yeah. So Mark Mark really showed up, and like he kind of set the energy. Like he was he was a big force in the energy that like really led to like some big forward moments.
6: I, I, was, I was very proud
1: of it. That's awesome. I love that. Love hearing it. Well, Cooper, I guess you know, we really appreciate doing the phone call. We really appreciate uh, the time, you know, giving us a yeah. rundown, and we're going to be cheering you on this uh, upcoming weekend in Cottage Grove, and hopefully, you guys pull out a win. And yeah, we're excited to see what happens.
0: Yeah, and let us know next time you're in town too, so you can uh, hang out in person next time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Couch screw it up. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah sounds, maybe get, like maybe a good get time.
2: Robby at the same time. Oh man,
0: we'll just have the whole you and I team on in person someday. I'll, I'll,
2: I'll
5: pick up Robin head down there.
0: <laughs> Love it. Love we'll come, it. come over. Oh, I do have one last question. Um, this is by uh, this is a uh potentially sponsored question. Um, <laughs> we don't know. We've never talked to them. But my question is, and maybe it's going to be a new running you and I themed question. If you had $20 in Kohl's cash, what would you buy from Kohl's and why?
5: $20. Kohl's um, cash? Oof, that's not a lot you can get for
0: $20. It's Kohl's. Um, you can get so much at Kohl's for $20. Not anymore,
1: Mr. Gray. Well,
0: oh, my grandma has a discount, so I can. <laughs> uh, fuzzy socks. Fuzzy socks?
1: Hmm. Sold. Yeah. Love it. I would have applied it to a Hawaiian shirt.
0: You have enough. You don't need any more. <laughs> <Anymore>. <laughs> well, thank you for joining <laughs> us. <three> good, week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, good luck this weekend, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys.
1: All right, and that was my pride and joy. Cooper Isaacson, what a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say something else, so I'm going to just roll with it.
0: <laughs> no, I knew too. Right before I hit the record button, I'm like, all right, you ready to bring us back? And I can just see it in your eye. You're like, I'm going to go to the old standby. Like,
1: old, old faithful. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like Brian Ferentz calling the same play over and over. It's predictable. Yeah. Oh, God, dude. I've been <laughs> seeing so many of those memes with
1: uh, – like I don't want to go as anything offense offensive for Halloween, so I'm gonna go as Brian Ferentz. Like yeah. I've seen that so many damn times. Oh my god,
0: I've seen it so many times. Like I am offended by it.
1: Yeah, just a little bit.
0: If if the Iowa Hawkeyes got one touchdown for every time someone posted that stupid meme, mm. they would have won the Big Ten West.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's not talk about Iowa football. Yeah, let's not talk about we football. just really brought the vibes down. Like <laughs> we're, we're talking to Cooper. We're talking about you and I men's rugby. They're killing it. He's fun. The whole team is fun. Like he, I, my favorite part about that was when he was talking about the team and he's just like, we got a lot of entertainers on the team and whether he meant like on the field with like watching like David Randall and Gentry stack and then the whole back line and Nick just Parker, like, yeah. yeah. And like, the the fluid continuity and the offloads and just the the fake dummy switches and all the cool stuff they do or off the field like when we talk to robbie and when we when we hang out with those guys at alumni weekend like they're fun dudes on and off the pitch and like i don't know when a team is having fun i feel like they play better because you trust each other and you just you just you don't overthink you just Mm -hmm. you just do you know exactly i think they do good Mm -hmm. you know who else does good um You and I women. Let's move to them. So from the men to the women. Crushing it. They won their conference with a perfect conference record. They beat Minnesota this weekend, 82 to 22. (laughs) Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't, we're not going to hear from anyone there. Um, Not really sure, um, but I'm guessing, you know, they probably like Iowa State. They knew the conference was pretty well locked up. Probably got some young and new people in. And then they will get an automatic bid to the elite eight on November 18th. So they actually have a couple of like three weeks off, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they're going to be able to play and know that they're going to play uh Southern Nazarene at noon on November 18th. So Southern Nazarene, that's a, it's a newer club. And I'm pretty sure I know the men's program is varsity supported. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the women's team is also varsity supported or school supported. I'm not sure the level of support, but I mean, Small school out of nowhere. I think Oklahoma. There's somewhere.
1: Not 100% sure where it's
0: located, but. Jamie, look it up. Give it a goog. Give it a goog. Southern Nazarene. But the fact remains like you and I automatically in the Elite Eight.
1: Yeah, that's huge. I I can't believe they basically had to bypass all the way up to the Elite Eight, like from winning the conference. That's wild.
0: And I think that goes to the respect of the NCR knows. This Midwest conference that you and I and Iowa State are in is a powerhouse. Granted, you know, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Winona aren't uh playing uh where they want to be, mm-hmm. but it's also because you and I and Iowa State could compete for a national title. Um, that's just the respect of the league where they go, if you win this league, you're one of the best eight teams in the country automatically. Yeah. They just know. It's almost like in college football where it's like, The SEC, no matter what, they're going to get some bids into the tournament, um, whether it's two or one, even if they have one or two losses. You know, same thing here. You win this conference, we know you're good. Mm -hmm. And then Iowa State gets that at-large bid. They're going to play a team from the Big Ten, and then the winner moves on. That's pretty cool, too, because it's like, again, they know the Big Ten is a powerhouse. They know the Midwest is a powerhouse. It would be amazing to see three teams from Iowa In the Elite Eight, Uh, we already have one guaranteed. Mm -hmm. And then moving into the women's side, for Iowa, they're ranked number four in the nation. They had a bye this week, and they right now are in the number two spot in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. But they play against Notre Dame this upcoming weekend. It's in Iowa City, so I think that's a huge advantage. I mean, coming from Indiana all the way to Iowa City, that's going to be tough. Uh Notre Dame currently is in the number 3 spot. So I'm pretty sure if Notre Dame loses, they'll be the 3 seed, Iowa will be the 2, hmm. and then Iowa I think would have an easier at-large match to get into the Elite 8 whereas if Iowa loses to Notre Dame, they would be the 3 seed. They would play Iowa State for a chance at the Elite 8. So obviously we want Iowa to win. Yeah. Um and I would
1: also like, yeah, I would prefer Iowa and Iowa state not to play each other first round and yeah. then have one of them get knocked out. Exactly. That would suck.
0: I would love to see all three of these schools in the elite eight. And then they would face each other maybe in the final four. That would be that, sweet. Yes.
1: Yeah, so and that would be way more ideal. That would
0: be awesome. And so it's a pretty possible
1: matchup too. When you really think about it. Oh, big time.
0: Yeah. And so I think I was going to defeat Notre Dame looking at scores. Again, we speculate often, uh, they're ranked number four in the country. Uh, yeah, they didn't really lose to Michigan by really.
1: It wasn't like any crazy margin. It wasn't that no. like,
0: yeah, Michigan's the number 10
1: points, I think. Yeah,
0: Michigan's the number two team. And I wonder, too, honestly, I don't know. There might be a chance that the Big Ten gets two automatic qualifiers in the Elite Eight. They might.
1: Yeah, it's possible. It's
0: possible. So because, I mean, you have the number two and number four team. I, I yeah. don't know. So that's something we'll have to look into. But yeah, Iowa was on a bye. They host Notre Dame. Big match. I'm expecting a big victory for Iowa.
1: I agree. 100%. Also biased, though. But still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel pretty confident saying that.
0: Yeah. And then also this weekend, so Iowa State is off. Mm-hmm. Iowa's hosting Notre Dame. Notre Dame is only bringing their A-side. So in the B-side match, Iowa is going to host Iowa State's B-side. Oh. So Iowa versus Notre Dame in the A-side. Iowa versus Iowa State in the B-side. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. Nice. So more people get more playing opportunities, get those young players up to speed. Again, you've heard us say it 12 times in this episode, a thousand times in this podcast, depth wins late playoff games. Depth, depth, depth. We'll get into that later in men's league stuff. So depth is huge. Uh, Could, and like we saw it with like the Ankeny team in the girls high school league. They had nine girls. One of their girls made elite all-state, one of the top seven players in the in the state. Well, when you're by yourself and you don't have subs, it's hard to overcome a team that's 30 deep. Exactly. You know? So, huge. Huge, huge, huge. Uh, moving on to the Iowa men. They had their last conference match, and they played against Minnesota in Iowa City. Minnesota ended up winning 26-12, which... Again, I was, Iowa wants to win that match. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, great club, yeah, great program. Twenty six to twelve,
1: yeah. they really closed that margin quite a bit because the last match they played against Minnesota was a little bit.
0: Tougher. It was much larger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I mean that was in Minnesota, mm-hmm. but again, this shows me that Iowa did not quit on the season. Mm-hmm. It shows me that you know they're they're building and they're they're probably looking at that game again, speculating uh this is building into next year what do we have moving in next year you know they're going to go to the conference tournament as well they want to have a good showing and beat a team from the south mm-hmm. see where they rank uh but yeah they're not giving up on the year minnesota is a damn good squad and oh, to yeah. close the gap you easily could be like it eh, wasn't our year not going to win the conference eh, i'm going to go party i'm going to go tailgate mm-hmm. uh, i'll figure it out later Nope, they're sticking with it. Still working. Still working. And you knew this conference was going to be tough. You know, you knew it was going to be a grind. Uh, they still show up, get it done. So we'll see them on November 12th against a team from the South. Then we have Iowa Central. They had their last match of the fall as well. And their last conference match in the, in the Big Rivers Conference, they played against Aquinas out of Michigan. They won 21 19. So, congratulations oh, to Iowa yeah. Central ending the year with a victory. <clears throat> Most unique season Iowa Central has had. First year that they've been in a conference. Um, uh, or they, I'm pretty sure they were independent the whole time because you know, small college, they were you know, school supported. D2, no one could really find a home for them because mm-hmm. people just, yeah, I remember
1: that year they had to play independent, they got like a. They played a bunch of D one schools, and they got a at large bid for nationals. nationals yeah. yeah, I remember that.
0: And then also too, they won a bid to go to the CRC. They won a qualifier, and the CRC was going to be on oh, TV. Yeah. And then I they got that. they got left out because it in the bylaws it said four year university. So even though they won, I remember because that. they're a two year school, they didn't put them in. And the main reason was, hey, this is on TV we want schools and logos that people recognize and we don't have to accept you because you're a two year school. That was BS. That was. And so it's cool that they have a home. Definitely a very difficult season and it's what they want. They want to be a premier program. They're a D one club now and they're playing against other varsity programs. Again, we've mentioned it. All the other programs are four year. They're a two year Mm -hmm. Uh, travel huge. You're looking at Michigan. You're looking at, Tennessee Kentucky Kentucky, uh East Coast Uh, I don't know where all these schools are at because they just all these small school varsity programs popping up out of nowhere but I'd say obviously they want more they're ranked number 20 right now Mm -hmm. um obviously they want more but I would still say it's a successful season I would agree with that I mean you got kids who are freshmen and sophomores playing against guys who are seniors you know they've oh Thomas Moore
1: yeah they won the conference I saw that
0: those two MLR guys, mm-hmm. they're still on the squad. Oh, what? They got oh, they, drafted.
1: Same thing that Brandon Carnes was going to be doing, kind of. Right. But yeah. they got
0: drafted and they stayed at Thomas Moore. And then, because I saw they had a post and they're like, oh, thanks to these seniors who helped us out before they go pro. And I'm like, whoa. So, I mean.
1: Okay. That makes a little more sense now.
0: <laughs> yeah. They still, because I was thinking like, oh, Thomas Moore lost those guys. No, they lose them next year.
1: Well, Yeah. And they, yeah, they once they moved up and they ended up. What was it last week they officially won the conference, the Big Rivers Conference? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. So That's nuts. Um, first year in a conference, finding their legs. Uh, hats off to Iowa Central. They're going to keep that rolling. Saw they just got another recruit from Waverly Shell Rock. A uh, kid committed. He was, uh, I think his last name Gist. Gist. Tyler Gist. Hmm. Okay, uh, something like that. I was on their Facebook page. I should have written it down so I don't sound dumb. <laughs> Shoot. Phil, where's your homework? Did you bring anything? How'd I didn't you,
1: bring any homework. Did you
0: prep anything? You know I don't prep. <laughs> Why yeah. would you even ask me that? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Tyler Gast, a 6-foot, uh, okay. 205-pound flanker slash tough guy
2: out of Waverly, <laughs> Iowa. So I like that. Um,
0: yeah, Iowa Central, they're going to keep bringing in the top-level talent, and they're going to keep rolling. So congrats to them on the season. And that's kind of our wrap-up of the Iowa universities. So, women's, we're looking to have all three women make the national tournament. Mm -hmm. Uh, Iowa State playing for a spot in the national tournament. I mean, they're looking to win their conference. So, Iowa State has their conference tournament on November 12th. UNI finishes their conference tournament this weekend Mm -hmm. Um, on the 5th. They're going to beat Marquette. What? Spoiler.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to say they're going to beat them by... I want to say like somewhere between like fifteen to like nineteen points.
0: I was gonna say twenty-two.
1: Really? Okay.
0: I'll give him. I'll say they win by twenty-two.
1: Okay, that's a, that's a good score line. I can see it.
0: I, I just think they're two very different teams, and like they said, I mean, Marquette's gonna be—they're probably like a defensive team that grinds people out. Mm-hmm. But you and I is so well conditioned; they're so fast. I think they will. I think they'll wear down Marquette.
1: I should have said 21 points, man, because obviously Dave Reynolds is going to make all his conversion kicks. Yeah, right? (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Stupid idiot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then Iowa, again, tough conference, good season. Iowa Central, same thing, tough conference, good season. Uh, Building, building, building. Uh, Future's bright for every, I think, college program in Iowa, men's and women's. Mm -hmm. Uh, Central College, I don't have any information on them. We should reach out to them, see how they're doing. Um, Hopefully they're doing well. I haven't seen anything because, like, I saw Wayne State, Creighton, University of Nebraska, Omaha, they're all small college in the same area. Mm-hmm. Central plays those guys sometime. I haven't seen any posts. That's why we haven't talked about Central College. Would love to hear how they're doing. Mm-hmm. I thought I heard something about Simpson College was going to come back. Haven't seen I'd anything about any that. Um, would be cool to see them come back. Uh, would love to see another community college pop up out of nowhere. I don't know. That would be that'd cool. Be, that would be awesome. Yeah. Take the, like here's the thing, Iowa Central did it, take the model they did, take it to DMac. take it to Ellsworth, take it to, yeah. I don't know, uh, just take it somewhere. Grandview, I don't know. Ooh. Forget the Wombats, let's start a college team. <laughs> Instead
1: of college, yeah. Full okay. time
0: and get paid. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, that would be sweet. Maybe for another time. One day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so moving from college, I think the state of Iowa doing well. As a whole, yeah. High school school rugby is playing a big factor into these women's programs. Mm -hmm. So now let's take a look at the Iowa high school girls. They wrapped up their season. State tournament was in Altoona, hosted by Southeast Polk. Uh, We hear from head coach Brent Piper of Cedar Falls. Uh, Let's just go ahead and start. Let's start with his interview, and then we'll go from there. How's that sound? That sounds good to me. Cool. So, yeah, let's get Brent Piper. All right, and now we are here with the newly crowned Iowa Youth Rugby Association Girls State Championship head coach from Cedar Falls, Brent Piper. Brent, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for joining us. So, huge weekend for Cedar Falls. Went into the Iowa Youth Rugby Association High School Girls 7s Tournament as the Uh, two-seed come-out champions. Congratulations.
3: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It was a good day for some rugby.
0: Yeah, and not only was it like a good day for you and your team, uh, probably the most beautiful, (laughs) nicest weather the girls' state tournament has ever seen
3: yeah hands down it's definitely better than last year when it was like 35 degrees and raining for six seven hours straight it was brutal
0: and then there was like snow and sleet and ice on the field and <laughs> yeah yeah kind of a, a 50 degree turnaround and 100 percent precipitation turnaround so Hell yeah, it, it looked beautiful and then the the level of play uh did not disappoint we knew as we were looking at this you know there was kind of some tiers of teams this year. It seemed like you had the top tier with uh, Cedar Falls, Waverly, Mm -hmm. Southeast Polk, you know, in the middle there, Central Springs, Indianola, and Cedar Rapids were kind of all kind of in that middle Mm -hmm. tier. And then, uh, you know, fighting for that last spot, Roosevelt ended up getting in and then Valley, Fort Dodge, Norwalk. And so you saw a lot of when those teams in those similar tiers Uh, play each other some really great matches. And I just think it speaks to the health of the league. We had three teams either were brand new this year or they came back from being gone for a while. Um, Overall, how would you say the league uh, progressed as a whole this year?
3: Um, yeah, I think it's progressed. Definitely. You know, that was our goal, um, from uh, being part of the admin team for the Iowa youth rugby. Our goal is to try to get, there was actually a couple of teams we were trying to get that we didn't get on board. So we for sure wanted to add two or th- at least one to two teams and to get three was great. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely think there was a big, a big, you know, uh, there was, I do agree with the three tiers that you say. Um, and I think that the level of play each week improved tremendously. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned like Indianola, like Indianola, like from week one. week, you know, six at state. I mean, there was a huge improvement. Um, They, you know, they, you know, really turned that around and are doing really well. Same thing with central Springs, you know, from week one to where they're at week five, you know, they, they did really well throughout the season. So it's good to see other teams start to progress. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like you said, there is kind of the 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 top tier teams this year, it seemed like it was Waverly, Shell Rock, Cedar Falls, and Southeast Polk that, you know, when we matched up against each other, they were all close matches, typically one, two possession games. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely improving. It's good to, it's good to see that higher level of uh, play going on. Um, And it's, yeah, it's good. Hopefully we can get it to where most of the games are one, two possession games and and stuff like that.
0: Definitely. And I think there had to have been a record of, uh, matches that ended in a tie this year as well, too, because it's (laughs) especially, I know like the last week of the season, I I checked on Roosevelt to be like, all right, last game of the year, they win, they're in state. And I check and they tied with Valley. And I sent a message to Patrick Lawson. I'm like, uh, who made the eighth seed? Like, I'm so confused. (laughs) And he said they went to the fourth tiebreaker. And it was just crazy because again, those, the level of play, um, like you said, everyone was improving from week to week. Um, Indianola you know that was a team that you mentioned they faced Waverly Shellrock in the second round of state and it was 24-14 you know Waverly looked like a powerhouse I mean they are a powerhouse and Indianola just improving 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 and they only lose by 10 points there I think that's a huge um, accomplishment for the league in saying that you know those yeah. quarterfinal games you guys defeated Southeast Polk 14-7 to again One possession there, two possession in the other game. And then the final, Cedar Falls knocks off Waverly-Shellrock, previously unbeaten, 12-7. to And your team avenged your only loss of the season. Uh, Earlier in the year, you lost to Waverly 21-12. And then at State, you win by five. And I read, too, that you said there was a few starters that uh, got banged up, little injuries Uh, going into that. The team kind of shuffled some things around what was the yeah. mindset of the girls and what was the message you had going into that final game
3: yeah i uh we it was kind of like you know we had a couple of starters go down in the southeast pool game it was crazy we had three girls that ended up one of them needed stitches the other ones just needed uh, to get some tape and glue so it was kind of just really random within like the last four minutes of the semifinals match it was mm-hmm. like they were just dropping like flies You know, it's like, what is going on? And then, uh, we get them off the field and trying to evaluate, you know, how we're moving forward and stuff. And one of them, we, we were kind of, she kind of, she passed concussion protocol. We're a little bit skeptical with that. So we sat her out. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so at that point, and then I had another one that was, she, was getting, she needed to get stitches in her chin. And I was like, Hey, you know, you could, you can still play with, as long as you're taped up, as long as you're not bleeding if you want to, but you know, it's up to you and you know how you feel and stuff like that. So she was, she was a little shook up at first. And then, uh, so then I was talking to my assistant coaches, uh, Morgan and uh, Morgan Lincoln, Santa church. And I'm like, Hey, how do, what do to do? We kind of move around, um, some of the positions. And, uh, we kind of just said, Hey, this is where you're going to be. And then right before the mat, we were stretching, just trying to get warmed up to go back in. I noticed one of my players kind of had like a weird wobble; like something just didn't seem right. So I, I pulled her off to the side, kind of put her through concussion protocol and, um, ended up that we weren't a hundred percent sure if she had a concussion. She was, had a few symptoms but passed the protocol so we decided to sit her as well and so then like we were literally walking to the field and it's like hey you know hey brooklyn you're you're playing wing now you know so we uh we just kind of i kind of just put them out there and you know like the whole the, the, the whole mindset we've had all year is like just like do your job believe in yourself believe in your teammates and if you do your job and be better than the person you're going against then our team will win right so it's like if if every one of you just does better than the opponent that you're competing against all seven of us will be successful. Um, So that was kind of the mindset and they went out there and got after it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And yeah, 12, seven girls stepping up in new positions you can tell they really bought into that. And one thing we noticed as well throughout the season, as we reviewed scores and also looking at JV, you know, numbers for some teams like Ankeny, they have a really good squad, really low on numbers. They were around like nine, it seemed like every week. And then you take a look at Cedar Falls. One thing that you've done with this program, you know, for years is lead the state in number of girls that are out for the team. I mean, your team photo, it looks like you have an army with you, you know, (laughs) so that had to have played a part too. of throughout the year, you're able to develop more players. There's more competition in practice, you know, iron sharpens iron. Then you get to that final game. And again, with JV and varsity combined uh, Cedar falls was what 20 and one, going into yep. state and so those girls get the call up to be in that last match they're ready to go how do you maintain and develop that depth what was just what are those strategies because <laughs> also too i mean it'd be great for other clubs to hear like how do sure. you build that is it through the community is it just through you know individual yeah, phone I, calls what was that look like
3: sure yeah no there, there's definitely individual phone calls so one thing i've started doing um it's like my kids that are in other sports um i go to their basketball games like i go to their wrestling meets i go to their track meets you know i try to try to support them in that way um we have a strong connection with a lot of their parents um and you know like now instagram is for the kids facebook's for the parents we have tons of parent support um so i know that like the parent like i have parents that are like you know they're they're like hey every every all my daughters softball players like i'm telling them, like they have to play rugby so i think the biggest thing is like the positive culture that we have here in cedar falls it's like mm-hmm. you know we want to the number one is you know we want kids to learn how to play rugby we want to have fun by playing rugby and we want to be successful at the same time um and we've you know we've been fortunate to be pretty successful for the most part um and just trying like my big thing is like i want kids to play whether it's you know like whether luckily we've been fortunate to find JV matches um, but some of the tournaments when we don't get a lot of JV time, then those players I try to get on varsity time just to make sure that they're, they're getting minutes so they can develop. Because if, if I have, you know, 20 girls sitting on my sideline that don't play any rugby, they're never going to develop. So mm-hmm. uh, a main focus is making sure that they're, that the girls are getting playing time. However, we can get them playing time. And Again, like I said, just, you know, the, the positive atmosphere. and We've had some good athletes that have come out and they've, you know, enjoyed their experience and, you know, it seems like every year they're bringing back more friends. So Mm -hmm. I think it's just kind of word of mouth and just, you know, the lot of parent support as well.
0: Yeah. It seems like when you first start, it's a lot of work of convincing people that it is a positive experience and they will gain a lot of life skills as well as having fun and making these new friends and these new connections. And then once you start winning games and people experience how it's fun, I feel like it's like, the ball, it snowballs downhill, you know, it, it kind of fuels itself, uh, once you get things going. So, um, it's just awesome to see. And I think this year's state championship is, is a credit to that hard work that was laid a few years ago. Um, and then you're just seeing the buy-in from the parents and the families and, and it all paid off, uh, this weekend. So I feel like, you know, cliche coach speak that like, I, I know I say it's like, you know, you don't win games the day of it's, it's in the off season. And I think for rugby, a lot of times too, it's, it's in recruiting, you know, you, yeah. you see a difference, Waverly, Southeast Polk and Cedar Falls. Um, one thing they have different than most clubs, they have the most players in the state. And I think that really feeds into it. Oh, yeah. If you want to be a successful club, you really got to get those numbers up and you really have to have to have a strong, positive culture in Southeast Polk, Waverly. They also have that community buy-in and just the families supporting it. You saw it at the state tournament. Those families showed up and and you could hear them cheering through uh, the live stream as well. And so I want to get to that as well. What was the atmosphere like on Sunday? It seemed like through the the stream that I was watching on Facebook, uh, the crowd was rocking. It seemed like people were really having a good time. How would you compare this crowd to years past?
3: Uh, I would say the crowd was, was amazing. It was awesome. I mean, you know, especially, you know, you saw the semifinals match, you talked about the 24 to 10, you know, so I mean, like, they- it was getting, you know, it, every possession, you know, every line break, like, you know, the crowd was going wild. So it was, it was awesome because there was so many, you know, then there was, you know, you'd have somebody that break the line then you have somebody that'd run that person down unexpectedly. It, it was just like, and it was, you know, there was kind of, it was like, kind of you got cheered from one side cheering from another side, you know, and it was, it was really, the atmosphere was awesome. And it was just, and I think a lot of that was just due to the the level of play. I mean, our athletes all put on a show for everybody, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's always fun watching close matches that are coming down to the wire. I think, you know, like our semifinals match, our finals match, um, they all came down to, you know, it was a one possession game that, you know, anything, you know, before time expires could change the game. So, yeah, it was definitely a great, uh, great atmosphere at the stadium.
0: Yeah. And I think the fans too are starting and like the parents are starting to understand the rules more. They understand the flow of the game. People are recognizing these teams and the names, because I think, what is this, the sixth or seventh year that we've had a girls' uh, a girls season, and it just seems like, yeah, the level of play is increasing, which you're seeing that uh, payoff in the college game. Iowa, you and I, Iowa State, all ranked in the top ten, and they are littered with players from High school. the yeah. Iowa High School League. I mean, and those coaches will credit the Iowa High School League for setting the foundation and providing players with skill, and knowledge and most importantly a love for the game so on your roster do you have some seniors that are going to be continuing their playing career in college because i know these college coaches are they're pumped they wow. i saw they were at the games they want to add these players to their rosters uh any cedar falls girls going to the next level
3: yeah. So I have, uh, we have Jillian McCrae. She's a second year player. She's a senior. Um, she was selected for elite team this year. Um, she was also the league lead. She scored 24 tries this year. Oh, wow. So she's led the league. So, um, so yeah, she's, she is still undecided. She's thinking about choosing a state school here in Iowa, but, uh, she's still open to, I think that she signed up for the next phase to, to try to get her name out there and try oh, to nice. potentially get a scholarship somewhere. You know, I, I know that uh, that's something that she's talked about is wanting a scholarship. So she's kind of starting that process. Um, when we were at the state tournament, I know the the Drury coach was there. Mm-hmm. I cannot think of her name. So I, I talked to her and then I talked to Kathleen and Megan Flanagan was there as well. Mm-hmm. And so was Kelsey. So talked to all the the state coaches were there. and um, So we have, yes, yeah, so like I said, we have Jillian McRae who is still undecided. She definitely, she doesn't know what she wants to do yet when she goes to school. Um, but she definitely wants to play college rugby when she does go. So, um, you know, whatever she decides to go, I think rugby is going to be a part of that. And then um, we also have – I have a senior, uh, Gabby Townsend. She's played for three years. And I think that she's already decided that she's going to school at Iowa State, um, which I kind of talked to Kelsey a little bit about her already, about uh, her potentially playing there as well. So um, we'll kind of see what happens. I always, My goal is always to get them to play college rugby. It's, mm-hmm. it's nice, mm-hmm. nice when you go to a school and you already – have a small group of friends um, that are there to support you as soon as you get to school. Cause I know that can be a transition for, for these young women that go.
0: That's awesome. Cause earlier in this episode uh, we interviewed freshman Ivy Lawson at Iowa state and almost word for word. She just said what you said about, I, we asked her like, Hey, what, what's the best part about, you know, or transition from high school to college. And she basically said like, you have a group of friends and, you know, you see those freshmen on campus who are lost and they don't know where they belong. But when you join the rugby team, you're like, I have seniors showing me around campus and I, I have a family. I have people looking out for me. So it, it's funny because word for word, she pretty much that's just it. said what you yeah. said. And like, that's, awesome. that's her experience. And, and also too, she talks very highly of just how welcoming that Iowa state program is. And, and I think you'd get that at you and I in Iowa as well. It just a lot of good stuff. Uh, for girls and women's rugby in Iowa right now. And I really do believe it's starting at the high school level. That love of the game is keeping them playing at the next level in college. And then hopefully we'll see that turn around in the senior side as well. And yeah, the next phase app, it's crazy how uh, well that's working. I mean, we've seen so many players from the state of Iowa go to these brand new varsity programs because Title IX, a lot of schools are trying to add that in. Uh, to increase their number of girls scholarship athletes and uh, rugby is kind of that sport to close the gap on football. So you're seeing all these varsity programs pop up. So uh, yeah, kind of a plug for next phase. Everyone should sign up for that just to see what's out there. You know, I mean, it doesn't hurt and you can always stay around at Iowa, Iowa state, you and I, but you know, who knows, you might get a school calling you out of Michigan or out on the East coast who watched your game film and, Uh, want you to come out and give you some money to play so pretty pretty cool stuff
3: yeah no that's great yeah and and, you know like part of iowa youth rugby like our you know like our motto is growing gold you know like we want these kids to you know we we would like to get youth programs middle school programs and stuff like you have started and then like uh, i think clint did some stuff at uh, chris draper in the des moines area as well like you know Mm -hmm. we want we want to start at the young age we want them in high school we want them developing i mean we want you know, we want to put it. You know, we have these Iowa kids; they're they're great athletes, and they could do a lot of things. And we've already had some players that have you know played. I like, I know in some of your earlier podcasts, uh, a couple of the girls, and like just a girl at Iowa State, a couple of girls at U and I that mm-hmm. have played for the U twenty three Eagles. So I mean, like that's our goal to get them just keep keep feeding up and get these girls as far through rugby as they can, and try to be the foundation for them.
0: Definitely. And speaking of the league as a whole, going back to your admin role. Who are some clubs, I guess this is kind of a shout-out to any potential coaches listening or people who are like, I want to get involved in giving back to the game. Where are some schools that kind of had some interest or you're looking to add to the uh, league next year? Uh, where, where's some help needed? I mean, obviously sure. anywhere, but um, where are some yeah. spots that are just so close to being started, they just need a little extra help? Where where should sure, we sure. focus our attention? Yeah.
3: No, I think there was I think there's a Des Moines uh, a Des Moines North school that uh that uh Phil <laughs> was going to start coaching at that I heard so that would be good is that the Des Moines North school or is there a different school in like that Hoover, Hoover, Yeah, Hoover yeah. Yeah, North, yeah, Hoover, yeah,
0: Hoover and yeah. North. We we got some stuff we got some stuff moving there. Uh um, okay. we'll see.
3: <laughs> yeah so no there's there's that uh, i just want to make sure i know phil's been on the fence and i feel i think he's a great coach and I people don't what, forget
0: it's, phil yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah it, 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 it's honestly i'm sure ryan can say this is probably the most rewarding thing ever so yeah, yeah just make sure yeah just and you, you can't mess it up you're gonna go teach a bunch of high school kids they're not gonna know whether you're telling them the truth or lies <laughs> they're gonna believe whatever you say so just oh, great. just make sure they have fun and and you can't mess it up but um no so like we uh like here in the cedar valley like we definitely need coaches like i would love to get you know boys and girls school teams at the waterloo schools Mm -hmm. Uh, we have waterloo east and west we've had boys teams at both of those schools in the past we wouldn't have been able to sustain them Mm -hmm. um so we we'd love to have those you know we have it would you know and then even like the des moines like uh waukee or north waukee i know that we've had some interest in that we just don't we, the biggest thing is coaching shortage. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just need people to step up and, and be a coach and kind of take the reins and just try to get something started over there. Um, so yeah, like I said, I know the Joaquin North, like we are like Decorah, Cresco area, we're trying to get something going over there. Um, with our boys program, um, Cedar Rapids, you know, we have one school in Cedar Rapids and there's multiple schools. So we definitely, you know, I think Linmar is something that, uh, is in the talks and maybe getting going because I think before it was Marion and mm-hmm. then it went to Cedar Rapids, Washington and kind of changed. So I did see, you know,
0: I did see Linmar posted on their Facebook account, the eyeball emoji uh, like yesterday or like two days ago, the, the little you know, like the eyeballs, like look out, you know? So okay. seems like there's some yeah. movement there. Cause it was like their, fo- their first post in years. So
3: yeah. Uh, looking uh, for Linmar. good.
0: <laughs> yep and then
3: also uh Tyler Daly we've been uh he kind of got on a couple of our admin calls you know he's really trying to push to get um, a couple more teams in the Iowa city area mm-hmm. um and I think again so I think that again we're just looking for more coaches to kind of step forward and be able to you know take the lead on some of these and yeah um, but yeah so we'll see hopefully hopefully the Cedar rapids you know the uh, Cedar Rapids Iowa city area the Cedar Valley we're trying to get more teams you know because like this year for our girls teams, it's like, you know, we had, we ended up, you know, you had to travel a ton because we were, we were lucky that we got to play every team once. So that makes right. the seating and the competition level very even, but at the same time, you know, you got to, we had, we had Cedar Falls had a tournament and then we had a Waverly tournament, but then we had to travel every other time after that compared yeah. to if we can get enough teams in Eastern Iowa, enough in Central Iowa, we can play a bunch of Eastern Iowa teams and then only have to travel out of our area once or twice a year. You know, so that's kind of the goal and the model so that we can, Mm -hmm. you know, get more, get more local tournaments, get more vision, you know, because if you have a tournament and you only have one that year, you know, it'd it'd be nice to be able to host twice or have, you know, a couple that are in driving distance that maybe some of your teachers and, you know, your friends are going to drive to, you know, typically when we got to drive to Des Moines, it's mainly family coming to those games.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Uh, Yeah, it'd be nice to get back to like a central conference and an eastern conference and even like Like, so that attacking those areas that already have some teams, but then teams that could be, yeah, like you said, like a 15 minute drive instead of three and a half hours on a Monday night. That makes Tuesday the next day. I'll admit when I was coaching, I might've called in sick on a few Tuesdays because we'd get home (laughs) at midnight and I was like, yeah, I don't feel well. I think I got a little cough, you know, like.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I know. And I can never, I can never wind down after games. So it's like I get home and it's like I'm usually, we record all of our own games. So it's Mm -hmm. like I'm usually getting home, like, you know, whether, you know, whether we did, whether we won or whether we lost. Like, it's usually if we lost, it's like, you know, going through like, what did I do wrong? What could I have done differently? You know, it's like, you know, I'm always critical on myself. So it's like, what could I have done differently than we won? You know, it's like, well, what can we, what can we do to be better? You know? So it's like, I just, I can never wind down after games. So it's like, I don't ever go to bed till like two o'clock in the morning. And it's right. Like, the Monday nights are awful.
0: Oh yeah. And like, it makes sense. So in the fall, it's like, that's the best night that works. And you know, speaking yep. of the, the new teams too, um, one of the guys on our team, Kyle Roder, he's down in Southeast Iowa, kind of the, Where is he at? Phil Washington. Yeah, it's Washington. Um, I'm pretty sure. And then what's the other town that he said? Um, God, I can't remember Uh, what the the other one is. So we got a guy who lives um, south of Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, and he's talking about trying to get um, a few schools to combine to make a boys team. And then also a guy played with that Gopher College up in uh, Okoboji. Oh, he's Yeah. He's he's been talking about trying to get something going, too. So – those guys are kind of out on an island. It'd be really a lot of driving, but it would be really cool to hit some new markets. Yeah. And so um, keep an eye out for um, Okaboji and uh, Washington.
3: Okay. Yeah. Then that'd be good. And also, when you were talking about, you know, um, go for college, I was thinking uh, about Mason City. So I actually had uh, like an hour long conversation with Cassie Dre. Um, from up in Mason Ooh, city. Nice. And so just trying to give her a bunch of information that she can take to the school district about trying to get Mason city's rugby program going
0: again. So, Oh, that would be their,
3: their girls programming at least.
0: So that'd be you know. amazing. Yeah. Just cause yeah. what Mark blong has been doing with the, the, the men's uh, sevens league over the summer, hopefully yep. that can, cause they said they had someone in the school who enjoyed that. And so hopefully they can yep. see that come back. And then also too, speaking of go for college in Algona, It'd be really cool to get Algona back um, or to get an Algona high school um, team going because they're right there next to Fort Dodge mm-hmm. and then they'd be close to Okoboji, you know, that westward expansion a little bit. Cause uh, I feel like people are like, there's no teams out West. And it's yeah. like, there's no towns out <laughs> West, you know, like yeah. I, I yeah. Don't, where are we going Atlantic? I don't, I don't know. Is there anybody out there who wants a team out there? So Yeah. yeah. So if there's yeah, anyone in also, Atlantic, you know, I don't know.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, if we, uh, we've also had some talks with uh, Craig air down in the quad city. Oh, yeah. like, he's always trying to get some stuff going and we're trying, and I think that they played in the Illinois union in the past and we're trying to get them to kind of jump on board with ours. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we, I don't think we weren't successful with the girls season this year, but again, that's another hole, but that'd just be another, oh, yeah. another corner of the state that we're trying to read. So.
0: And I'd say Dubuque too, you know, especially like, they Dubuque has really got a good rugby culture rebuilding right now in their, in their senior side. And I think that's something you could attack uh, into the high school side too. like take them, take the senior side's momentum and try to convince them to put it, put that effort and energy into high school. And, you know, uh, that'd be cool to see too. just Mm -hmm. get a few teams along the Mississippi and yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I don't want to keep you all night. I, we appreciate you joining us and, uh, again, congratulations on the great season. You know, the, it's really noticeable the hard work you put in with the number of girls that play, and then seeing them go on to play in college and then to just get the state championship. It's awesome to see. So, uh, again, thank you for joining us and congratulations yeah, on a on a great year.
3: All right. Yeah. No. Thanks. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah. Have a great night.
3: All right. Yeah. You guys too. Later. All right. Oh, well, let's say you're gonna
1: you're gonna Bring this
0: in or Yeah, I'll bring it in. Okay? okay. Ready? Okay. Ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. And we're back. <laughs> no, the uh <clears throat> great season. Congratulations to everyone who competed and all the coaches, referees, admin on another great girls' high school season. Again, the level of play, it's improving year after year after year. Uh this I mean, you look at these scores. It reminds me of the boys' tournament we were mm-hmm. at last spring. The semifinals into the finals, one or two scores, mm. a possession here or there, like it just—it's getting go better. Way, yeah, yep. that kind of thing. Yep. And then they had a good production. Uh, the games, you could see the scores. I know college coaches were watching those uh, from in state, out of state. Our, our girls are being seen, and people are mm. seeing Iowa as a place to recruit these players. So, um, if they don't leave the state, you know we're in good hands. But I I do think a lot of these girls are going to go to big name programs because that's the talent we have, you know. And so looking at some of these players, again, we're going to reach out to other coaches, players uh, throughout the winter because, I mean, rugby's coming to an end here fast. Yeah, real quick. And over the winter, we want to get back to having people in person or just dedicating a whole episode to people. And we want to hear from some of these kids who are going to go to college, how their seasons went, how they got involved, where they're going. Uh, starting off, though, we want to give some shout-outs to some of the girls who've been working hard all year. Again, we feel like we could have done a better job covering the girls' season, so we'll make up for it in the next couple of months. And then in the spring we'll do better with the boys just because we'll also have more time.
1: <laughs> yeah, save no competitive fall season. That will helpful
0: <laughs> we're gonna be so social and like the wombats this spring like oh yeah 100 fun this spring i think that's breaking news anybody who's on our team like we're gonna do we're fun, gonna fun tournaments <laughs> uh, we're not looking to win the world cup uh all smiles so yeah. we'll it'll be way more laid back so uh tournament mvp was from waverly shellrock uh lily Stowe.
1: she's only a sophomore too isn't she
0: yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I yeah.
1: saw. Well, you didn't say sophomore, did you?
0: No, I said that's what I saw.
1: Oh, I thought you just said that. You said that. I'm like, what? Am I, is my brain just, like, malfunctioning?
0: <laughs> Phil, I think you've been hung over for, like, three months it's straight. Possible. Your brain is in this fog.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and that's why we're doing Sober November. Yep. <laughs> I'm in with you, man. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. You know, I just realized... Mm-hmm. We're talking about the high school section. We probably shouldn't talk about that. Probably, yeah. yeah. But okay. uh, let's move on. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, she's a sophomore. I saw that too.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't say it. I saw it. Uh, <laughs> my- um,
0: yeah, I think that Waverly team is going to reload. I know they, they lose uh, some really important seniors. Mm-hmm. But the Dude. picture Casey Hansen posted with all the families and the community behind them, who drove down from Waverly to Altoona to watch, uh, they bought in. They yeah. believe in the coaches. They believe in the sport. Uh, you'll see their wrestling program for the girls do amazing. You'll see the boys program do amazing. Uh, people are buying in and these girls are going to go play in college and make oh, a yeah. difference for those programs. I, I have no doubt in my mind. They're going to be competing yeah. for a title uh, again next for the year.
1: Coming years, yeah, if They're going to be a juggernaut for the next few years. Guarantee it.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. And Yeah, you just, yeah, Casey's post really showed it. And you heard Brent Piper say, too, like the community aspect, that's how you get people out Mm -hmm. and that's why they stay out. Uh, Waverly has it. And to have a sophomore be the tournament MVP, she's got two more years to kick some ass. So, yeah, we'll see that name again a lot. The 2022 Girls Scholarship Award goes to Cedar Falls' uh, Jillian McRae. Awesome. So, we heard Brent talk about she had a huge impact uh, for her team to win that state title as well. So I'm pretty sure that's $500 that will mm-hmm. go to her college, uh, wherever she goes next year. I love that. They do that. Cause they do in the
1: uh, boys league too. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's so cool.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. And that, that's thing, growing gold, uh, growing a love for the game and trying to push these kids or not push, but encourage them to play in college. I mean, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's money. Go to college. Keep playing. Um, thanks for being a great leader, you know? And I think as people become more invested in the league, uh, we're going to see more and more like funds being donated or it'll grow yeah. over time. Slowly it's coming. Uh, and then honorable mention all state. We had Felicity Sever Severs, Sienna Lewis from Southeast Polk. Then Olivia Bixby from Waverly, Maddie Highland from Cedar Falls, mary carlos carlos or Carolus. and then jenna baker
6: hmm.
0: okay sorry i'm reading this off the website and there's only six names on there so i apologize i don't have the names and the teams as i was reading this i'm like oh i know felicity um And then I know Lewis there for Southeast Polk. And then as I'm looking, yeah, there's only six names, but there's seven girls. Yeah. Um, So two girls from Southeast Polk, two from Waverly, one from Cedar Falls, one from Central Springs, and one from Indianola on that honorable mention. Then moving into the all state team, uh, Avalon Burns, Aurora Steppleton, Skylar Slade, Chloe Schmidt, Cassie Anderson, Bailey Folkerts, and Eva... Hesse? Hesse or Hayes? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I should know. Well, I'm, just... Yeah, she's a really good player too. And so again, two from Cedar Falls, one from Southeast Polk, one from Central Springs, one from Indianola, and two from Waverly. And then the Elite All-State. We have Asaba, Okwaramoy, Maddie Deacon, Jillian McRae, Emma Snyder, Lily Stowe, Hannah True, and C.C. Scarf. So one from Ankeny, two from Cedar Falls, one from Southeast Polk, one from Waverly, one from Central Springs. Oh, and sorry, two from Southeast Polk. They weren't standing by each other in the Ah. picture. (laughs) So uh, congratulations. Uh, I apologize, uh, mispronouncing names. It Um, it happens. (laughs) I'm a math teacher. I don't read so good. I always make that joke to my students when I – stutter or i say a word wrong I'm like you're a teacher how don't you know how to spell and i'm like i don't know how to read that's why i teach math <laughs> and some of the kids will actually believe it i'm like you guys well, they are kids yeah <laughs> and then someone will go but how do you teach math if you can't read them like they're numbers not letters and then one kid's like but then why are there letters in algebra it's a whole bit i do
1: yeah i get it <laughs> yeah i know you
0: do. yeah so <laughs> congratulations all those girls great season hard work out of everybody um, keep playing rugby and yes, let's please. keep let's keep getting high school teams uh boys season is coming up we heard from Brent you know it makes it so much easier when there's more teams you can separate into divisions like the girls the fairness mm-hmm. was there because everybody played everybody once mm-hmm. but that also meant Everybody had to go to every part of the state. Yeah.
1: And when you're spread throughout the entire state, that's yeah pretty tough on a lot of the teams for travel.
0: Yeah. And that's where like some teams are like, we just can't drive two hours on a Monday night, three no, yeah, hours no. on a Monday night. So the more teams we have in these pockets, central Iowa, like the Des Moines area, the Iowa city area, Cedar Rapids, the Cedar Valley, uh, Cedar Falls, Waterloo, you know, now the Mississippi river, you know, let's make those teams. And I think the boys league, the number one thing we're missing to grow, it's not passion. It's not an understanding. It's not that there's a lack of players. It's just coaches. Mm -hmm. We need coaches. So if you're sitting here listening, whether you're a men's player, a retired player, a parent, a fan, a Phil (laughs) Shiteshka, a Philly V, um, This is your call. This is that little nudge. Coach a team. You heard it from Brent. Like, one, these kids you're coaching, they're not going to know all the ins and outs. You know, you are the expert. Granted, as a coach, you want to do your own development and continue to understand the game and give them the best platform. But don't be nervous. These kids literally know nothing. Anything you teach them is better than where they're at now. um sevens can be pretty simple pass it wide run forward cool that's it you know
1: the name of the game always move forward
0: (laughs) right start there that's where every seven like can they catch a ball while running can they pass a ball while running can they make a a safe and legal tackle and pop back up to their feet you have now coached rugby you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. start small start small and build throughout the year again you look at indianola They were the five seed going in. They end up finishing fourth. Uh, Start of the year, they had a tough start, and then they kept progressing week by week by week. Mm -hmm. They lost to Waverly by 10 in the state uh, tournament. That's the thing. Every week, they added a new wrinkle. They added something new. So don't worry. You don't have to teach teams all the crazy lineouts or all the crazy malls, all the crazy set pieces or layered attacks you don't have to do that just get them just get them out there okay so um new areas old areas bring a team back to life you know like walk or uh johnston had a team for the longest time yeah. the guy who coached there i think he got a job somewhere else no one took it over the team died just get out there coach this is this is your nudge this is your push phil do you think what how where are you at right now I know you're busy.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the moment, yeah, I'm busy. But
0: you won't be in the spring,
1: hopefully not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh shoot! No, I just, yeah. I mean, it's easy for me to say. I mean, I coached rugby for like eight years. I'm not coaching now, so like that's the thing. I'm telling people to coach, but I'm not. <laughs> no. I'll. Sh- I'm going to show up at Valley. I'm going to help them. I'm going to be a consultant. A consultant, yeah, yeah. I'm going to consult. It's a good idea. I'm a father too, you? Phil.
1: You gotta find a way to get involved some way, somehow.
0: That's what this podcast is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay, that's the last thing I have. Just go out, coach, do it. Like college kids too.
1: Oh, yeah, I was gonna. I was thinking about that in the back of my mind. I was like, man, I've known a lot of college players that would also coach. Uh, teams.
0: Two of the assistant coaches for the state champion Cedar Falls, they play for you and I uh, right now. Right, he, uh, Brent Piper named them. I think it was Susanna Church and Morgan Link. Mm-hmm. They play for UNI.
1: and I. I mean, but they like came back teams, and coached. I mean, teams in years past too have had collegiate players that are coaches too.
0: Reed Frana coached Cedar Falls when he played at UNI. and mm-hmm. I. Isaac,
1: Isaac, and uh, DeAndre both coached Union, and Reed helped DeAndre with Union back in the day too. And yeah, Caleb Boland coached uh,
0: Waterloo Florida Columbus Columbus
1: last year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of them.
0: No, that's the thing. Like you can. Oh, your boy. I think he helps with uh, Denver. Denver, yeah. His his former team. Addison
1: helps with Cedar, or was helping with Cedar, Cedar Rapids, Rapids. Yeah, I think he you, still does. Yeah.
0: You can you can coach and play at the same time. You can do a lot of things. I mean, mm-hmm. if this sport is going to grow, sadly, a lot of people who do most of the stuff have to do more. But once we get more people hooked and we we bring them in, and then they can get more admin roles, mm-hmm. um, it'll it'll lessen that burden. But we just we need coaches. And you don't have to be Nick Saban. You don't have to be the best coach in the world. We just need coaches who love the game, inspire more people. All right, soapbox over. Ready to move on?
1: I think so, yeah. Okay, that's (laughs) fair.
0: Anything else you want
1: to put on that? I think you covered it pretty well. But you're also a lot more involved in high school rugby than I was. Yeah, I was. I'm retired.
0: (laughs) No, I'm a consultant. Consultant. (laughs) All right, so moving on. uh, Now we are to the senior side. We'll run through this quickly. And so um, in the Midwest Premier League. Oh, how do they have those scores posted? I just saw
3: they had the
1: brackets posted for the yeah. uh for playoffs, but yeah,
0: they did. So let's look at the results from the playoffs. Uh we're not gonna look at regular season matches. So women's D2, Cincinnati Celt defeat Fort Wayne 60 to 0. Detroit defeats Ninja 46 0. Milwaukee, I don't know, S C Y L L A Skilla. Syla. I always see that. I don't know how to say it. They defeat Akron, 76-12. And this one's pretty wild. Ooh, Palmer Palmer defeats the Twin City Amazons, 31-26. What? Yeah, that's a Damn. big one. All the other games were blowouts for the women's D2. Uh, the Palmer one was very close. So congrats to them. Yeah. Then in the men's D3, Cleveland defeats Dayton, 32-29. Detroit defeats Columbus, 44-14. Chicago defeats Fox City 43-12. That score surprised me. Really?
1: Yeah, I thought Fox City would be a l- I mean like I'm not saying they're bad, but it's like yeah. I thought they it would have been a little bit closer.
0: Uh Fox Valley or Fox City was Fox City Gargoyles in Wisconsin. They were running through people in Wisconsin. Yeah,
1: that, well that's the thing. Like I think they were technically leading it the Midwest and point
0: differential or something like they that. They were. Yep. Yeah. Um. But Chicago though, they have a D four side along with their D three. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're deep. Oh, like yeah. they, they've done a really good, good job recruiting and building their, their club up. Um, I did expect Chicago to win. There. I
1: expect them to win, but I thought it'd be close.
0: It'd be interesting to see if they stay D three because they have a, like if they go from D three, D four to D two, D three, interesting i don't know i mean chicago again we've talked about they have eight million people yeah. so they have you know 15 clubs yeah. interesting and then the last d3 playoff match and spend a little time here uh the east side banshees d3 team the east side whalers they win their match 33 24 against
1: yours truly
0: against the west wombats mm-hmm. uh since this is kind of a wombat show, has a little wombat lean to it obviously It's a bummer.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing because, like, nobody likes to lose, but there were a lot of positives from the match, you know? I I was happy with how we played. I felt like we actually played as a team, and I felt like we played well for the most part. So, I mean, it's hard to be mad about anything, really, besides, obviously, the loss. But
0: Yeah, I was going to say, too, like, just to recap the game, you know, we knew going into the week Eastside has a great program. Their D2 mm. program uh, just won the league. They beat St. Paul Jazz Pigs this weekend. Um, <clears throat> they won the D2 league undefeated. Mm. And they were crushing people. Oh, yeah. And I talked to Ashton uh, Johnson, who was playing for Eastside, former I guy, and he just said, like, the culture is very positive. A lot of people in Minnesota – moved to the East side team this year. And with the addition of these players, some of the guys who formerly were on the D2 squad actually moved to that D3 squad just because they have so many guys. And I was talking to, um, I don't know if it was their president or just someone who represented them at the social Mm -hmm. after our match. And he just said very similar to us, you know, they try to create an environment where people want to be after they go to work. Mm-hmm. They want to be a place that people show up and and it attracts talented people because they also want to have fun, you yeah. know, and, and on top of having a good time, they've been around for a while. They have great high school programs, great college programs, uh, just, and then they have a great structure. Uh, they're very fundamentally sound and they have great cardio. Yeah. Everyone told the number one thing when it like talking to people like, Hey, can you give us some, some pointers or. Uh, some scouting reports on East Side, and it's like great cardio. And I'm like, God, no one, <laughs> no one has ever said that. Like, hey, can you tell me about them? Like, oh, dude, they're so fit. I've I've never been on a team that <laughs> really say that. Like, yeah, what a com- know, yeah. what a compliment. Like people say about your team, like God, they're so they're so fit. And they were. They yeah. they played a good 80 minutes. I will say, you know, we had our chances. We did, yeah. Like, just couldn't quite, you know. Punch it in. Yeah. We were we were inside their 22, A couple different times, three yeah, or four three. times in the first half, and got zero points out of it. We were inside the five once, got zero points out of it. Um, early in the match, mm. we were in their half the majority of the game. Yeah, we were in their territory, and we just methodically just, were moving it, moving it, moving it, didn't and then execute. We yeah. we just had very bad timing of knock ons. uh, we we, again we had our chances and then there were three times they scored in a matter of like like we had possession five minutes in a row we do a turnover we're out of position they score 15 seconds later and it was just like oh Ah, shit (laughs) a costly yellow card in the middle of the match uh for our fly half kind of disjointed our momentum but we fought to the very end i will say that um Because there was a moment we were down three or four tries. Three, I think, yeah. Three, and then we we fought back to bring it within nine. And, again, if I I think if we play 100 minutes, we we win that game. But, you know, it it is what it is. Yeah,
1: it's not something I'm going to dwell on. I mean, like, at first, you know, after that match, I was, like, upset. But at the same time, it's like, again, it's like not really much to be upset about, you know. Second year club, barely a second year club. Well, I was we gonna say playoffs. We let's won talk our first
0: one. Let's talk about the positives, yeah. right? Okay, get ready to pat ourselves on the back right yeah. now. <laughs> let's talk about the positives. We're a second year club, yeah. And by second year, I mean we've been around for a year and a half.
1: Yeah, February twenty twenty
0: one. Yeah. So this was our second competitive season. We had thirty seven guys sipped.
1: Yeah, that's huge.
0: That was amazing, and and the thing is too, we only had twenty three guys available for this playoff match. We we really do piece things together because 37 guys were sipped. Of those 37, 12 were brand new to rugby. Mm-hmm. Never played rugby before. Of those 37, and including those 12, we had 16 guys or 17 guys who were brand new to the Wombats. Yeah, They never played for us before. They played for either a college club or another club. They joined us. A lot of young guys stepped up. We had five starters and two very, very important subs unable to play with us. Um, many of them were injured. Uh, one of the guys was at a Burt Kreischer comedy concert with his mother-in-law. Yeah. Um, shout out Nuge. <laughs> <laughs> <Damn> it, <Nugent. laughs> no. I, you want to know something funny? I told Nuge, I was like, cause I'm like, Oh, you, can, are you available this weekend? And he's like, nah, man, sorry. Going, I'm going to see Burt Kreischer and we've had tickets forever. I'm like, Oh, I get it. I'm like, but, you know, I could have saved you a couple hundred bucks on tickets. Like, I could get drunk, take my shirt off, get sweaty, and tell self-deprecating <laughs> jokes and yeah. save you a lot of money. And he's like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go see Bert." I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. But, no, so, you know, guys stepped up this weekend. Yep. They played well. Uh, our depth was there. Guys are having fun. Again, we we went 7-1. and one. Yep. We won a playoff match young guys stepped up like i said new guys are coming in we we are gonna have a few guys you know retire because they're like i'm happy with this season i'm ready to call it a career not you and me of course no, never never <laughs> um so there's gonna be spots open for people next fall but i think momentum's good yeah vibes are good
1: i, I feel good going into this. Whatever I guess if you want to call an off-season, even though there's never truly an off-season.
0: Oh, Phil. Always fucking working. Phil, no off days. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, too, like, um, yeah, vibes. Like, obviously, the social is, like, guys were, like, upset or sad. Like, oh, we lost. And then, like, 10 minutes in, it's like, actually, I'm pretty proud of everything. Yeah. And, like, guys are happy. Another cool thing about the weekend, uh, the community in the Iowa Rugby Union, I feel like vibes are high, too. Multiple guys from Northeast Iowa came down. Yeah, you know, that was cool. Josiah brought his crew, brought his really awesome outfit next door to Pally's, our bar. There's a little uh, <laughs> apparel store yeah. with very shiny cowboy clothes. Yeah, that was fun.
1: Uh well it was cool too seeing some Des Moines old boys to come to watch and support too.
0: There's a couple of current players there.
1: And current players Philby showed up and watched his play and
0: I wasn't gonna name drop oh, what, what if, oh my gosh, what if like, uh, what if whatever. people get mad at him for coming? I'm yeah,
1: kidding. I was just gonna say I
0: don't think so. <laughs> I'm joking.
1: Yeah. That was a joke. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> Should I cut that part? No, never. Um, Yeah. Well, and Casey Hanson was there, but he had to be there for the roster check. But he stuck around, you know. And
1: Corey DeBoer was there. Brian Coffin, like, it was really cool seeing some of those guys and getting to chit chat with them. And
0: I was gonna say, Phil, did you notice them during the game? Like, you should have been focused on the other team. Not was was after the the match. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll admit, like, that was the most people we've ever had at a match. Oh
1: yeah, it was really cool.
0: And I feel like in the community it's growing we were on a local radio station we had a local radio guy come out and he's been talking about it so yeah it things were it was there's a lot of things like big crowd a lot of people from the state of Iowa just supporting other Iowa teams um it's just really cool to see young guys played a lot of people stepped up yeah i'm excited for this offseason and and what we're going to do moving forward so never never feels good to lose bummer but really easy to like turn around and go not yeah. mad yeah it was a good year yeah i had a lot of fun yeah it's
1: yeah i know 100 percent agree we always kind of have that attitude where it's like never really 100 percent satisfied but like i feel pretty good about this season so yeah
0: now so good stuff if you want to join the wombats give us a call send us a message we're gonna do fun stuff yeah. like in november we're gonna do like a cocktail party december uh ugly sweater bar crawl january We'll get the team back together for some reason. No, we'll
1: uh, find something to do at yeah. least once a month. Scavenger hunt maybe Scavenger in hunt February.
0: In yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to do stuff, Nash Bash in March, and then we'll be back for spring, and then we'll have our, our end-of-year banquet probably in April. Oh, we're going to wait
1: that long to do that? Did we wait that long to do that last year?
0: Yeah, because the girl friends and wives don't want to go out when it's cold. That's fair. Yeah, so... That's why we did it last year or, or later because we have holidays now. And then, yeah, we don't need to talk about this. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's the show. All right. Bye. No. <laughs> um, world Cup, uh, the United States women. Uh, they played Canada. They yeah. lost. They got knocked out. But Sucks. still, uh, it stinks. But Canada is really good. And there's a lot of positives. Uh, they're top eight in the world. Yeah, there's a lot of things to be proud of and a lot of things to build for when the world cup is in the united states in 10 years
1: god it's so far away still
0: i know it's so far but we're gonna be okay and it's gonna be fun and we can start saving money now (laughs) right now yeah uh but that's pretty much that's all i got we probably talked too long about the wombats yeah, it's okay. It's our show. It's our show. People, That's why we saved it for the end, so people could turn it off and <laughs> not hear us just talk. That's so people don't hear us talk about ourselves. You'd be like, oh, look at us. We're so good. Again, wasn't intentional. Like, it's really hard, I feel like, because the whole point of this podcast is we want to talk about Iowa Rugby, yeah. grow the game, give exposure to everybody, and talk about what's happening. But the fact that we still play and we run a team right now, it's really hard to like be unbiased and equal and like, Hey, what's the insight on this game? I don't know. I wasn't there, but I can tell you about the wombats cause we live it, yeah, you know? Exactly. So um, if we come off as douchey or I don't know, i sorry. Just skip over the wombat parts. But if you want to play for us and you think, Hey, that sounds fun. Again, give us a call. We're always yeah. looking for people. But this is an Iowa rugby podcast. It is. And how does that make you feel? Good, you. (laughs) Good, you. (laughs) Good, you. 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 Oh, I wasn't recording.